Read books with sticky sweet romance and with men who jump into your pants. Welcome to Romance That with Alice and Matt. As a real life couple, we have fun with reading and reviewing romance books. Join us as we get into the mood for, for books that is. Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast, Romance That. With Alice and Matt. And here we are with our next book. I wish that I had figured out how to say the title of the book before we did our podcast. Marquess? It says, say yes to the Marquess. Yeah. That's how I pronounce it because it sounds like it rhymes. But when I was younger, I always pronounced it Marquise. Am I wrong? I think, I think it rhymes with yes. Me too, right? Because that's a cute thing to do, which is something author Tessa Dare would do. Yes, she writes cute things. She does. This is part of a three-part series in the Castles Ever After series. Four. Is it four? It might be more. I think there's four total. There's probably a lot more because this book was written in 2014. Yes. So there's probably more. I can't say that I've done enough research. So why don't you tell the audience what this book is about? All right. Uh, better than that, I'll let the book tell you what the book's about. So this is the description. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. What's the period? So it's Regency. There were tons of new things that were coming. The regent's doctor was a Muslim. A lot of the army and Navy, a lot of the Navy was married to women from abroad. There was, you know, a lot of new and interesting ideas being thrown around. Lots of scope for the imagination in that sort of setting. You don't necessarily see it in a lot of Regency books, but it is something that happened during the Regency. So this is also probably one of the most popular periods in uh, romance literature? It's one of the, you know, it's part of historical romance. It's a very popular part of historical romance. Unfortunately, no one ever talks that much about how all, all these people get their wealth, and it's mostly from going to other lands and taking the wealth from those lands on the backs of the people who live in those lands. You know, I think that more and more Regency books are starting to talk about that. And there's still room in that sort of setting to have a romance or romantic encounters and romance and falling in love. It's just more accurate to what the time period was like. You know, that's funny that these whole um, kind of imperialism and crossing of cultures comes into play in, in Regency era because that that's actually something that comes to bear in our book here going forward having to do with beer with india right. pale ale yes so that's where you see that sort of expansion touching home in our regency books and this particular regency books it touches in other ways in other regency books and more um accurately in newer ones i i think i could be wrong okay that's what i think yes the beer is important india yes india pale ale ipa as they call it now that your interest is peaked <laughs> about this book, about beer and Regency, oh my goodness, listeners, what could you be getting into? Well, let me tell you about it. After eight years of waiting for Pierce Brandon, the wandering Marquess of Granville, to set a wedding date, Clea Whitmore has had enough. She's inherited a castle, scraped together some pride, and made plans to break her engagement. Dun, dun, dun. But is Pierce the main man in her life not at all not if rafe brandon can help it now there is a is name a, the, <laughs> there's a that's a that's a stud's name right that's there a, that's a name as heavy as a gold bar <laughs> 
Not if Rafe Brandon can help it. A ruthless prizefighter and notorious rake. Brandon is determined Cleo will marry his brother, even if he has to plan the dratted wedding himself. So how does a hardened fighter cure a reluctant hardened. bride's cold feet? <laughs> well, all right. Let's get into this book. This is a fun book. This was fun. And I'm going to give this book, uh, it's going to have some pretty good ratings for me forthcoming. I liked it. Yeah. You, you. How long ago had you read it? I think I read it when it came out, so years ago. Okay. Maybe maybe a little sooner, sooner than that. But, okay. And then I read it again yep. before I made sure I wanted you to read it. It was cute. It was cute. Which That's what I liked about it. I think, well, I think we also have to kind of pay compliment to author Tessa Dare, who this is kind of what she does. This is her modus operandi. operandi. Jinx. <laughs> I have read a lot of Tessa Dare books. I would say that this one is the sweeter and cuter of them, like if you had to put them on a scale. But in general, most of her books are very sweet and very cute and mm-hmm. hot and heavy. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of that. There was, there was some hotness. There was some heaviness. And there was a lot of cuteness. And I think that was reflected in her language a lot of the time. She would kind of interject the character's voice. Yeah. At, you know, at one time. Yeah, because none of it's in first person, but then it trips into first person in the middle of a sentence almost. Yes, you kind of, yeah, you kind of jump into, you know, Rafe will say something and she'll swoon and then it'll just come into the line, oh God, this man, like that kind of thing. (laughs) It's kind of funny because it it gives away how they feel about each other and how much they kind of desire each other. other. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Desire is a, you know, much more romantic word. Desire. Desire. Right. Let's. What's the plot of this book? It's, you know, Rafe wants her to marry his brother. Uh, he's trying to prove something, that he's a good man and can get things done and not let things fall apart while his brother's away. So he, you know, maybe secretly just wants to spend time with her. But he comes up with a way that they are, have to be thrown together now. He goes to her castle and they spend a week planning a wedding against her will. But she does it because it's fun. And she gets to spend time with Rafe, I suspect. And and against her will, it's not like... He's not like holding her no, there. No, no one's holding her there. It's been this affair that's ongoing for eight years. I mean, they're not having an affair. They've just... Well, ever since they were children, they've always found each other fun to be around and enjoyable. Yes, so this comes out too. So we have this arrangement set up. It's, it's a wedding that was arranged when she was like 17. And yeah, okay. postponed and postponed. She's in her mid twenties now. She's at her own castle that she's inherited. Yeah, from what's her some, her dowry? Some far or something. away uncle. Yeah, so her sister, her older sister Daphne. No, her younger sister. She just acts like an older sister. That's the trick. What? Yeah, Daphne is younger. Isn't that crazy? I thought Daphne was the older. She just acts like the older, but Cleo is the oldest. Oh. And that's why it's so embarrassing that her younger sister got married before her. That's right. The younger sister is married to this tool. And, uh, uh, yeah, he's not great. He's kind but of. But he's a, like. He's comic relief. I'll tell you what he is. He's the juxtaposition of a, yes. of a soft, boneless shell of a man compared to <laughs> Rafe Brandon, who is the heavyweight champion of underground boxing in London. Yes. In and England. 
Yeah, he's got to defend his title because it got taken away from him. So here's a man who's stunningly, muscle. stunningly good looking and in shape. Right. He smells of leather and wintergreen. Mmm, manly. Which, yeah, this is a manly scent. <laughs> this is a man scent of approval. You smell like <laughs> leather and wintergreen. And they're like, oh, leather and wintergreen. Right. He rides up on his horse and everybody swoons because he's he's very tall and dark and good looking. But his he has some flaws and his nose is a little crooked because it's been broken so many times. Even more handsome because right. of it. From boxing with no gloves. And he has such animal magnetism. He and his horse, it's like they're in commune with each other. And the horse just knows what he wants. I don't remember that part. Oh, yeah. I read that part like five or six times because he just like, ooh, stop that horse. Like, it was nobody's business. He just commands it. He just commands it practically with his mind. <laughs> so uh, enter Rafe, who is the childhood friend of Cleo, and Rafe's brother, Pierce, is the one who's actually engaged to Cleo, and it's up to him. He has this kind of... Uh, family responsibility to make sure that this wedding is going to happen and it's planned so that when its brother shows up, it's a great thing. So back to what we were saying, it's this kind of arranged marriage almost. It's a farce that these two yes. barely know each other and they have to go through with it. But enter Rafe. Who knows Cleo much who, better. Who knows Cleo after all these years and she's been following his boxing after all these years. Yes, and she's been sending him invitations to this, that, and the other family things. To make him feel like he's a part of the family. Right. Speaking of which, why would someone who is uh, coming from a wealthy, well-to-do family in Regency England, why would he leave to become a underground boxer? Well, that's a secret. You'll have to find out if you read the book. <laughs> it is a secret. It's his secret pain. It's his secret pain. Capital secret, capital pain. Which... Every woman knows their man has. She just has to whittle it out of him. So Rafe Brandon has been completely fabricated to have a secret pain, which is kind of the driving force behind him having such a alpha male, uber manly profession. Yeah, because it's to hide his secret pain. Right. Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where the book kind of gets clever. Cleo thinks that she can save him yes. from boxing. Yes. That he doesn't have to do this. He's worth more than this. And He's he knows it. Hmm? He knows that she thinks that she can save him. And right. he says, oh, it's every woman's dream. Right. <laughs> and he listens to her and entertains her on it, but they do have a heart-to-heart -heart talk at some point. And he tells her that, I don't need anyone to save me from boxing. Boxing saved me. Yes. It gave me discipline it built me up to the man that I am. Focus. Focus. And it allowed me to be the very best at something and feel good about myself. You put her in her place. So you don't need to try and save me from boxing. I think this book was clever in a lot of ways. And that way it was clever. It also was clever in that Cleo comes off at first as being just a vanilla boredom. I was not 100% sure what was enduring about this character. And then as the book goes along, just like Rafe, you know, sort of surprises us with these new ideas about what boxing did to him as opposed to what other people think it did to him. Cleo ends up being very surprising too. Yes, let's talk about Cleo. So the other side of the coin 
is. Do you want to talk about this? Well, I liked this book because I found Cleo very uh, compelling. She was in a, an untenable position, embarrassed socially, which anybody can understand. She had lots of people picking on her and her family to the point of abuse because of how they perceived her to look feeling like you're not worthy because somebody is criticizing you and judging you. I felt very connected to her in that way. And at the same time, she liked to have fun because Rafe is planning this wedding with her. So he has to bring all these wedding things like cake and dresses. And I can't remember all the things that he, they had to find flowers and all these scenes. Those are the three things. It was flowers, cake, and the dress. Right. And every one of these sort of interactions, you get to see that Cleo is actually, she's a sort of fun-loving person who's just been oppressed by these societal things that have happened to her. But if that weren't there, which she's decided now, she doesn't want it to be there. She doesn't want this these things to be happening to her. She can be more free and much more fun. So I thought that was an interesting reveal about Cleo's character is that her gentlewoman upbringing was repressive. It was uh, abusive at points. And that becomes her secret pain. Yes, she had her own secret pain. Right. And I really enjoyed the fact that she didn't want to be uh, some English lord, some English gentleman's wife. She wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And she had this whole business all planned out, utilizing the resources of the castle yeah. that she already had. And I'm not going to spoil things for you, but spoiler alert, it's beer. I know, it's fun. Right. And everyone tells her it's not going to work, including Rafe. But she has some things that are on her side. One is she has the resources and she's smart and she plans. And two is she has her younger sister, Phoebe, Who's who has good. an atypical personality. Yes. But that makes, in, as a character, that makes her very good at math, at figures, and being able to work things out. And she's confidence in her older sister being able to achieve her dreams because the math works in her favor yes and i i enjoyed the character of phoebe who is she probably the way she's described in the book is she was atypical or probably had asperger's she could make calculations and connections and she was really good at gambling and cards and things like that and observation but their other sister daphne kept kind of telling her that this was uh, these were annoying traits these are things that, that no man's going to want in a woman right also oppressing poor phoebe right which came to a grind with cleo where cleo was seeing how phoebe was being primed to to be kind of ground down and repressed and just like she was just like just she like was cleo so had been. yeah so this this becomes kind of a, a a spark for her a breaking point almost yeah I didn't and enjoy. also when Rafe sees firsthand Cleo's secret pain, that's a fun part too. It, that's a breaking point for Rafe also. Doesn't he punch somebody in the face? He does. <laughs> yeah. Clocks him. It's enjoyable. Right. But it's funny though because he keeps going through the whole book and people always want to fight him. He's like, I don't box amateurs. Yeah. But not if they're going to insult Cleo. Right. But if you're going to insult Cleo. <laughs> you're done. Right. You might not chew again. Yeah, he felt bad about that for like I don't know a page or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't there wasn't that much feeling bad. It was so, deserved. At this point, having read only so many romance novels, there's there are things that I see coming. Yes, right. right? Number one, they're out looking for flowers, and they get in caught the fields, in the and rain. they get caught in the rain. Oh no! And Whatever the two will they of them do? 
get stuck in the old silo together. That's one of my favorite scenes. Is it? Yeah, because it it was so so electrifying. Mm. It was electrifying, yeah. <laughs> and it happened so fast. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. I think one of the things about this book that was that kind of kept me reading was their shame about their <laughs> romance, right? They'd right, have this encounter secret. and they would kiss and it would be this this secret that nobody could know because it would ruin both of them. Right. And then they'd have this shame about it. And you're I like, know it's so much fun, right? You're like, yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> I know what they're going to do. You know, I know what they want to do, what they say they're going to do, but the exact opposite's going to happen. These are books about women who get into people's pants, not women who, like, don't. <laughs> this isn't about a nunnery. <laughs> right. We don't read books about nuns. No offense, nuns. None taken. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so how many hearts would you give it? Hearts right. is our overall rating for how you like it. Our overall rating system. So on a scale of five, I gave this book four hearts. Yes. It wasn't perfect for me, but I will say it's going to probably get some of the highest scores out of any of the books that we've read. Yes, I agree. I would give it four hearts too. I'm not sure why I wouldn't give it five hearts. I think because it gets a little silly at times. It gets too silly for me sometimes. It gets so silly that it takes it out of the realm of reality to a certain degree. Um, come on, Matt. You know what you're going to be reading. I'm. There's that silliness. There's yeah, but the reason I didn't give it five out of five stars was that the one thing that got tired for me was Rafe constantly doubting his worth. Right. So he'd always have some heart to heart, close emotional encounter, and he he'd be set up to pull the trigger, and he wanted to do this. You know, he wanted to be with Cleo, but he couldn't. And, he, and he'd ride off somewhere right. and, and pout about it or right. look for a fight somewhere. Or he'd retreat into the castle and he'd be like, I can't do this anymore. No more seeing Cleo. So, no more lusting after Cleo. No more thinking about right. Cleo's breasts. None right. of that. Right. No more thinking about Kazanka melons in your face. I feel like uh, I had a little bit... There was that went on maybe a little bit too much. I guess that's where I consider that's the silly part to me. The scope of the book was very limited. And because of that, the uh, friction in the book became limited. What do you mean the scope was limiting? It takes place mostly in this one castle. There's not much going on besides the planning of the wedding, which leads to some interesting hijinks. But there's not enough going on to make friction or to drive plot or it just came fell back again again on Rafe getting to this point and pulling back getting to this point and pulling back getting to this point and pulling back yeah I I agree with you I think that if the older brother Pierce Mm -hmm. had shown up earlier that would have put a lot more tension into the whole thing and I don't know if I would have liked that I don't know I don't know I kind of liked the developing romance you know and the absence Mm -hmm. of the fiance but it, but I did I, I did really like the book, but something's holding me back from giving it five stars yeah. too. Four and a half for me, well, maybe. Maybe there's another book where Tessa Dare does that. Where well, the maybe you she know, can week email to us. Be wicked, a week to be wicked is a five star for me. Which I did read with you at yeah. some point in the past. Yes. So that was a five star. They had a goal. They had a quest. And it all depends on your taste. Some people don't like that much action. Some people like it to be softer and gentler. 
So you, we both give the book four out of five hearts, but what about the couple themselves? That's the hugs rating. I don't know. I think they can get a five. I really like Cleo. I really like Rafe. I give them a five, too. Oh, that's oh, nice. right? We're so perfect for <laughs> each so other. We're so in sync. We get six out of five oh, hearts. Stop it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought that they were cute. I thought that they had motivation to like each other. They had a backstory to like each other. And I thought that these characters were well-developed enough so that we cared about each one of them. Yeah. Their it's, backstory, whenever we found out more about it, it would always sort of melt my heart a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's just so sweet. Right, right. And then they had this moment at like midnight where they sat and ate cake and drank beer. Yeah. And they talked about their secret pain. Right. The secret right? pain. That was the bearing of the soul. So I felt like that really brought these characters to life more than some of the other books that we've read where there wasn't anything special about the male character other than he liked the female character. Right. So what about The Flames? I think The Flames is a five. I think The Flames is a five too. Now just... And I'll tell you because I loved their first kiss. Everything was very passionate. This is the passion rating, right? Five Flames? Five Flames is the passion rating. rating. And they were hot for each other. You felt like it concluded correctly instead of like on a sour note with some of the other there was no rape that was helpful that was very helpful people didn't have almost miscarriages like in some of the other books i read right at the conclusion it wasn't drunk everyone went to it wide-eyed you know and it was very passionate and they're finally letting go which was great at last there was a sexual tension that the author tessa dare carried through almost every encounter Right. That these two had. And it started slow and it ramped up more and more, kind of like in a real life romance. Yeah. You know, and it was and it was fun. It was right. fun to read. It was, you know, had an enjoyable payoff. And there was some hot sexing happening in his. Yeah, it was pretty hot and heavy. It was some hot sexual action. It was very, very sexual. Um, Rafe did not disappoint with his bad boy animalistic persona. Well, he had lots of practice according to his Yeah, backstory. that's one of the things that always bugs me about these things is the man always has lots of practice. And the reality is, is that you don't need to have good hot heavy sex with someone just because you've had lots of practice and also people in general didn't have a whole lot of sex partners because of the rampant sexually transmitted diseases that everybody knew existed and so you could die from it yeah and so i really don't think that men throughout history were quite as promiscuous what's the word Man whores? No. Yeah, man whores or... Promiscuous? Promiscuous isn't quite the right word. Or quite as... Stud level 99. So I don't think that men throughout history sowed the wild oats quite as much as people think that they did. Especially in the 1800s when people really understood sexually transmitted diseases pretty well by then. I think it happened. I think... People did do it, but it's like almost every single man in every single romance novel I've ever read was very, I think I've only read two where the man was a virgin or hadn't had a lot of sex. The men's previous sexual experience always seems to come up as some kind of challenge or some some point of confidence that the woman has to 
achieve or has to get past or she becomes the apex of his of his sexual encounters right like, oh that was the best ever right now that happened in this book yes right I know. like there were lots there were lots of there were lots of trashy women that Rafe brought home and pounded into submission I think was the words that <laughs> that wasn't in the book there was some there was definitely some that may be the attitude that's what she said <laughs> don't make me look it up in the book <laughs> Pounding. So Rafe's past sexual experience definitely came up in the book. And I feel like that was there to kind of affirm his sexual experiences with Cleo. That yes, he loved her as a person and an intelligent woman, but also there was that animal magnetism there that just erased all of his previous experiences. Yes. And, you know, bully for them. Bully for them. <laughs> Because this is happily ever after. This is romance. This is romance. This is a fantasy. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of fantasy and speaking of sexual encounters. What was your least favorite part? Because I think you're about to read it. Uh, well, I read the worst part I said was Rave constantly doubting himself and yes. going off and pouting about it. But there was one point that just made me laugh out loud. And I think that this this is something Tessa Dare just put in her book. And it's super cheesy. But I commend her because I really enjoy her writing. she went for it. She went for it. She went all in. So picture this. It's an inn. It's the morning. They've been up all night making love. And they're both freshly bathed. They're doing the deed, so to speak. Let me begin here. He began to move inside her again, thrusting slowly, tenderly, so deeply she could feel it in her heart. <laughs> the question is, is that literally or figuratively? I know because <laughs> not figuratively, of them are good. <laughs> figuratively, it seems she's really attached. <laughs> literally, she's gonna die. <laughs> she has severe <laughs> abdominal trauma right now. <laughs> Really putting the boots to her in that I one. I mean, we did mention that rape was well endowed. That that was specifically pointed out. Oh, always. But that's a little much. That's like, he's not one with the horse. That's He is the horse. Right? That's not good. So, anyway, so deeply she could feel it in her heart. In her heart. I think... That was the worst part of this book for me. <laughs> but there's so many other really good parts that had you laughing out loud. Oh, yeah. I like the book. And that's why I said... So we're going to turn this around. It kind of trips into silliness. We're going to flip the script here. And that's the part where it tripped. It went too far. But maybe somebody likes that. Maybe Tessa Deer really wanted to go that far. Maybe it was, you know, exactly what she wanted right in the moment. And there's plenty of readers who might love that. So one of my favorite parts was their first night together after the ball. So Rafe punches somebody out, gets in a fight, leaves with Cleo. No, he doesn't. She chases oh, right. after him. They, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. the fun part. And they end up spending the night together. It was very passionate and an entertaining read. It was satisfying because as a reader, you've just been waiting for this to happen the whole book. Right. And it's finally paid off. Yes. Um, My favorite part is their first kiss. You know, I didn't find that part 
alluring or romantic or enticing. I just, it, I, I was reading it and I was like, this is it. <laughs> I, I read it and I was like, oh, that just happened. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen. And I've read way more romance novels than you. But we, we yeah, but we just talked about how they get caught in the rain, they go in the silo. Oh, they're looking at the graffiti on the walls. I just didn't know it was going to happen. I thought, I didn't know, I just didn't, I don't know, it took me off guard. It so caught was, you by surprise. It caught me by surprise. I was very excited about Rafe it. Rafe Brandon caught you by surprise. Not me. The musky scent of wintergreen and leather. Arr. Coming out of the Kindle at you. <laughs> uh, one of my other favorite parts of this was Cleo trying to persuade him to be a business partner. So they had this kind of silly point where she's talking about, this can be your office, and you can meet with people. He's like, meet with people? And she's like, yeah, you can meet with. And she comes in. uh, Dressed like a farmer. Dressed like a farmer with farmers. Or she comes in, and she holds a finger over her mouth, and she's like, or with brewers, or she holds up their old bulldog with a monocle on his face and a top hat, like, or with lords, <laughs> English yeah. lords, and it was so, it was pretty cute. It was really cute, and yep. I was like, I really. That's why Cleo is fun because she does cute, fun things like that. She is fun, and I feel like that's what kind of sold me on this couple, which is why they got the five hugs. Right, and what sold me was the cake fight. The cake fight was really fun. It was fun. I feel like I'd seen it before in something else, some other thing, you know, a food fight. I I don't remember. I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, that's so much fun. It They're is. They're not like licking their fingers and being all sexual and she, weird. He, there was a finger licking. It, it was, was finger licking good. It was face licking. She licked his face. I know, but in a fun way. Listen. Just not in a hey hey Rafe I'm gonna come lick your face. You know what? Let me just for here now and forevermore. Let me educate you that there's no fun platonic way that a woman can lick a man's face when they're having a cake fight. I know, but at the same time, she did it in a fun way. It's like you're not even hearing me. We'll try it. <laughs> we'll try it. And I'll throw cake in your face sometime soon. And then I'll lick it off in a fun way and you'll see no, the difference. No, that doesn't count because we've been married for 16 years. <laughs> All right? Okay, let's just How agree to counts. disagree. Let's no, just you'd have to lick it off somebody else's face. I'm not going to lick. Okay, I'll go find a man who's attractive and I'll just throw cake on his face. And yep. I'll lick it off of him. Yeah, I'll that's just, what we'll do. And prove to you that it's not sexual. I can't wait for this to happen. <laughs> it's going to be the best. <laughs> Stop can, staring at me like that. <laughs> can you hear the enthusiasm in my voice? <laughs> okay. So you think there's anything we're missing? I think I didn't say what part I didn't like, but it was just the general times when it would sort of trip into too silly Feeling her, feeling when it would trip into too silly, like f- feeling him in her heart, uh, that it would take me out of the book, uh, you know, and away from the the fantasy. It would make it just over the top. So, but overall, the cuteness and the silliness, 
had a night it was maintained very well for me and my tastes and i really enjoyed it great yeah i want to thank you for recommending this book even though you'd read it years ago and we read it again together it was fun it was good well you're welcome next book neither one of us will have read oh ahead of time i thought switching it up switching it up it's a mystery also by the way uh if we still have listeners at this point I just wanted to let you know that you can contact us directly. We do have social media accounts, but you can email us directly at romancethat at gmail.com. And maybe you can give us some comments and feedback or suggestions on books that you would like to see us review. Yes, suggestions would be great. This is us signing off for this episode. So until next time, if you're feeling down, sad, you need to pick me up, stick some romance in that. With Allison Matt. Bye, guys.